You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. So welcome to this episode of Around the King's Table. Uh, This is Brian, and with me is George, Pastor George. And brother, today on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk with a little more specificity than we have so far. Uh, To this point, we've really tried to keep our subjects and conversations fairly broad. Yeah, Uh, They're intended first for our church, but we also hope they're helpful for folks who are not part of our congregation. But as I said today, we want to offer some prayer points uh, for our church from her pastors as we head into our summer months. Uh, These are things that are on our hearts as we look to our flock. And all that involves in terms of leading and serving them toward a healthier version of this body to the glory of Christ. Uh, Summer is, is typically a time that ministry decelerates. Our hope in this episode, however, is to then gently urge us to to fight off that tendency uh, in ways that we trust are refreshing for God's saints, not draining, but refreshing for God's saints. Uh, It's to accelerate through the summer so that we come out the other side richer in Christ, uh, more useful for Christ by way of the strength that he supplies, which for us is a call to prayer. Absolutely. I, I, I don't actually think, I mean, yeah, it's definitely specific and these are our prayers mm-hmm. for the body. Um, but I think a lot of churches are experiencing some of the same things. And I think as we you know go through these prayers, I think we'll see that. Right. So even if you're not part of our our body, our hope is that this episode would, would apply Still, to, yeah. to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sip of water there. There you go. Here we go. Brother, maybe we should talk first about our emphasis then on prayer. Uh, as we put some of our desires before the church here, why is it essential to focus the church on prayer? I think you know, it really is going to start with the example of Jesus himself. Um, I mean, he modeled prayer. Um, a lot of his teaching is on prayer. And, and so as we, as we look first to there, I think that tells us that it's going to be essential for what it means to be God's people, to be a, a disciple of Jesus is going to have something to do with prayer, with conversing with God. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, we have, of course, the example of the apostles, the example of Paul. Um, and then finally, we really have the example of the entire New Testament. We have a whole right. book of Psalms, which are essentially, you know, they're prayer songs. These mm-hmm. are us communicating with God and, and letting him talk to us. So we should have a pretty good background to say this is going to be important. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I mean, if, as we look at the Old Testament, we really get this idea that you know, we go all the way back to creation. Um, prayer was not something after the fall. This communing with God is something pre-fall. We were created to be dependent on God. We were not meant to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it gets up this the idea of, you know, hey, the church not being ours, it yep. is God's. We're, we're dependent on him. And so we should expect that prayer is going to be essential. Yep. Yep. We saw this again in uh, at First Peter <clears throat> uh, a week ago where 
again, the, the end of all things is at hand. Mm-hmm. And Peter there is in calling the church to be this, this distinctive kind of community for Jesus in the midst of this world. The first thing that he lists there is that we be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of our Correct. prayers mm-hmm. as he moves along into loving one another and into hospitality or hosting one another in our homes and into, hey, we have some gifts, let's use them in the life of the body. Uh, he says that we need to do that, we need to serve uh, in a way uh, that is dependent upon God mm-hmm. in the in the strength that he supplies, which again just right. rolls it all back into yeah, that we're prayer. Asking. Yeah. Right. The kind of gospel ministry that we want to have is a ministry in effect that is outside of our natural That's reach and strength, but it's not outside of God's. Correct. And and the wonderful thing, as you pointed out, is that God then invites us to communion with him, to a conversation mm-hmm. with him, to a dependence upon him that says, listen, I understand that this is in your heart. You're making it available to us by way of Prayer. Mm -hmm. So prayer is sort of the lightning rod between us on earth and the omnipotence of God in heaven. And so we want to to lead in all the things that we're going to discuss here uh, with with prayer and trusting God for his his powerful working in those things. Yeah. I think also it's it's a good measure. I mean, we, we we live in a culture that likes measures. We like to do things that we can measure and, and whatever. It's a good way of gauging our spiritual health. When we find Agreed. ourselves attached with prayer, finding it important and taking the time to do it, we are really measuring, in, in a sense, uh, how much we're treasuring uh, Jesus. Agree. Yeah. So... There are five things that we as pastors want to especially put before our church as matters for prayer this summer. And I'm just going to name them and then have you make some sure. comment on them. Yeah. So uh, the first <clears throat> is pray that we'd love to gather together on the Lord's Day. And not just the Lord's Day, but just in all the sort of the, the, the discipleship activities that we sure. put before the church, but especially on especially the Lord's, the Lord's Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say, I mean, it's really a matter of what we want to prioritize. And we've talked about it in First Peter already quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. do we look different from the surrounding world? I mean, of course, no, it's not, it's not a problem. You know, somebody has to be out for work or somebody is you know, going on a vacation. Yeah. Uh, we, we know that stuff happens, but it is about what we prioritize. Do we, do we look different from the world? Do we have different priorities? Um, you know, different cultures have, you know, different things that they value. We value time. And so one way of really regarding that then is what do we spend our time on? What do we spend our energy on? I mean, we might put that over against, you know, people like, do we value the relationships that are built into that? Do we value our relationship with God, with Jesus? Do we value our relationship with the people who he's connected us to in the church, even over against the time? Time may be a quick measurement just because that's our cultural value. But as a church, we're really called to have values that might be different from the world and to value people. Mm-hmm. And and we want to go into those things, into the church, into discipleship, uh, really connecting with people um, because that's who God has given us. Yeah. Yeah, I actually came upon a, uh, an article. This is at uh, the Nine Marks website. Uh, it's by a pastor in, in England named Mike Gilbert Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has uh, his article title is Show Up! Exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, he, he gives... Four, four reasons that we, as, as the people of God, should really rejoice to gather with one another 
on the Lord's day as often as we can. Yeah. And his four reasons are the presence of the Lord commends it. Mm-hmm. The presence of the Lord commends it, that he meets with us in that gathering. We see something like that in Revelation, the right. letters of Jesus to the churches, that he's walking amongst the lampstands as they right. uh, gather together. So the presence of the Lord commends it. The command of the Lord requires it. Okay. So that's a Hebrews mm. 10, 24, and 25 uh, that we not neglect uh, meeting together, that we do it all the more as we see the day drawing near to stir up one another to love and good works and these kinds of things. So the command of the Lord requires it. The community of the Lord needs it. That's mm-hmm. the third thing he says. Yep. So we need one another. It's impossible to read um, the letters especially, but even Jesus, right. like in portions of John's uh, gospel where he's he's one anothering, right? Mm. It's impossible to do that with, yep. when we're not really gathering together. Yeah, and that motivation, not just it, it, we need it, but the body needs it. They, the body needs That's us right. to be there. Yeah. That's right. And <clears throat> moving into his fourth uh, uh, reason is that the pictures of church uh, in the Bible and, and specifically the New Testament imply it. So again, you're talking about the body. You just mentioned the body of Christ. It, it is um, uh, depicting the church as a gathering of, mm-hmm. of people uh, without which we really cannot really function as individual Christians intended. in a healthy way mm-hmm. as intended. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So that's the first thing that we would like to have um, our church praying this summer is that we'd love to gather together on the Lord's day. The second thing is that we would pray that we'd love one another by majoring in hospitality. Mm-hmm. You have any comments on, on that yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, the, the image that comes to immediately to mind is, is Hebrews, where he t- you know the author basically tells them, you know, some have entertained angels unaware. Right. Uh, how many of us can say that we're having people over in our homes and welcoming in that way? We, we do live in a culture that, that values this like isolation that is what, what is in it for us. And mm. so we have a different culture. I mean, if I guess the way I'm looking at it is the Bible was spoken, written initially to a culture that did value hospitality and mm. table fellowship, interpersonal relationships over time, mm. over, you know, the cost and the price and whatnot that we find so, you know, valuable to our culture. If even they, with that focus, got it wrong, rejected people, pushed them aside, how much more when we're not as a culture motivated by this table fellowship and closeness of relationship, we can't use it as an excuse to go, well, our culture is different. We no, we have to go, I have to work now harder because I have to overcome some cultural things in me that say my time is mine, my home is mine, it's private. There, that's yeah. not the place for conflict. It's not the place for you know bringing people in when I'm worn down. Uh, no, we have to overcome those and say no. I, Christ is calling me to use my home right. as a place of both discipleship and evangelism and outreach uh, yeah. by being hospitable. Yeah. So it's it, in, a, in a way, it's not falling back in line with how our culture operates right now, which is very. Uh, individualistic, mm-hmm. but it's going more in line with a culture that Jesus creates, Correct. which is, I mean, again, you go through the gospels, you see his heart. It's, it's all about inviting sinners, mm-hmm. tax collectors, unbelievers, yep. the worst of society. 
and also his beloved disciples right. uh, to table fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're wanting to uh, definitely uh, major in hospitality as a church. We'd love to see an uptick in that um, this summer. And we're doing some things. We're doing some things uh, yeah. with these family meals uh, that we intend to have the last Sunday of every month throughout. I think it's all the way through August. Uh, we'll see if those continue as the as the fall comes yeah. upon us. But uh, definitely through the summer, we're trying to do some things to create uh, a more more of a a family eternal sure. family feel sure. uh, for for the church. So, second thing there is just pray that we love one another by majoring in hospitality really showing the heart of Christ uh, to to welcome one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third thing is that we would pray that we'd receive grace not just to pursue families, but to reach them and see them come into this church family. Yeah. Where this has really hit me has been on the idea of bringing a, a full body in. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to target, you know, and, and we love having so many college students, but it's one thing to say, you know, we're just going to be a church that targets college yeah. students and that's, that's all we do. Yeah. Um, and then they really miss out because they're college students. They miss out on relationships with families with young children. They miss yeah. out on elders who have needs that they could meet. Um, they miss out on, you know, dealing with youth who, you know, they've just been youth. They can probably help and minister to youth. Yep. So they, they miss some of these relationships. And so I really see this as a not just going after, you know, one audience that maybe we feel suited to, but really trying to build a body that's full yep. of every age, right. every social strata, every race, building right. a, a community that really reflects the entire community yep. um, as God changes it and not just one segment that we're comfortable with. And so it calls, it really does call for, you know, you, you said it as, as grace. I think that's exactly right because what that really means is we're going to have to break some barriers in our own hearts and minds as we come to things. We're going to have to deal with people who haven't had some of the background we've had. Um, they may not wear clothes that we're comfortable with. They may do something that, you know, they may just be brash in their speech in a way that, you know, we're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So it, it requires a lot of grace on, on our part and a lot of growth on our part as well um, as we yeah. disciple them, not to become necessarily like us, but as we disciple a whole body to become a body that mm-hmm. loves each other and, and builds itself up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, obviously, um, we're not trying to be partial in ministry. Yeah. We want to be impartial in our sharing of the gospel and our commending the gospel and in our equipping uh, our church with with the gospel. But from time to time, it's good to take a look at the flock, see what's missing. Like, is there right. a missing link somewhere? There's something that's... Yeah, ask the, the why question and then seek to do something about it in a way that uh, continues just to commend the gospel above everything else. We're not necessarily yeah. going pragmatic routes and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to draw attention to, to you know, a, a group of people, a segment of a population. And again, this could this is not just exclusive to to families in our church. It could we could make right. this anything really. But we want to bring this to the attention of the of the church and just have the church praying about this specifically over over the course of the summer. Right. It's not being attractional. It, it is right. being our community, or it's connecting yeah. the the community we have with the Christ. That walks yeah. for that community. Right. Not attractional, but intentional. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Good word. <clears throat> All right. So we want to pray that we'd love to gather together on the Lord's Day. Uh, we want to pray that we'd love one another by majoring in hospitality. 
We want to pray that we'd receive grace, not just to pursue families, but to reach them and see them come into this church family. And now the fourth thing here is, is we want to pray that we'd receive grace again for our attempts to develop the men of our church mm-hmm. into men of God. Yeah, this is really, really important. Uh, we have, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's our desire that we see men actively engaged in discipleship, in yeah. ministry. Um it can be hard. I mean, we do live in a culture that despite, you know, gender equality and, and all of this still does value men as right. workers. And so it can be very hard when, you know, you've worked an eight, eight hour job and whatever, the motivation just isn't there to go, well, this other thing that's going to demand my time is worth my time. Um, but, but God calls it, God calls us to be uh, men who disciple our families Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe starting there is a, a really great point. We want to see yeah. men lead their families in worship and in, in discipleship. And then moving from there into opportunities for the men to grow together mm-hmm. um, so that they're, they have those connections. When they deal with sin, they have somebody to go to yeah. um, that they can get encouragement. Um, but then finally, I mean, this is what builds discipleship in you know, in a deacon ministry this is what leads to elders who are capable to teach and, yes. and counsel and encourage and yep. without men who are developing in their faith it's it's hard to get there um, and that leaves a, a church weak yes so again we're not trying to be partial um, one way or the other Uh, in just the selection of things here. The fact of the matter is, is that we have uh, a great number of wonderful, absolutely strong in the faith ladies in the church. We've been blessed, in fact. I mean, super blessed, right? Super blessed. This is more of a, a realization, I think, on our part, uh, that we need to do more, better, pastorally uh, to connect with the men in our church, mm-hmm. to pray for them, yep. and to disciple them. And the fact of the matter is, as you mentioned, when the men of the church are strong in Christ, rich in Christ, Everything else is going to go better. Yeah. So, to 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 your point, this is Second uh, Timothy chapter two. There's even a calling to this. This is from Paul to Timothy. It says you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, yeah, entrust mm-hmm. to faithful men who will be able to teach others, yeah. also, and on and on and on. Right. It goes. So we definitely want to be praying this summer for everybody in our church, but specifically the development and discipleship of the brothers mm-hmm. in the church. And ladies, we would love to have you uh, praying uh, that this would be just a fruitful few months for, for the men here at the yep. Mount. Um, <clears throat> lastly then, we want to pray uh, that we'd have clarity of vision Mm-hmm. and communication for leading the church forward as one church for Jesus. Yeah. Any comment? There? Yeah. I mean, it actually, <laughs> it comes right off of what you just said. Yeah. You know, I mean, what our, our purpose as a church 
is to not just pass on any message, mm-hmm. but we have a message handed down from Jesus to the disciples, now apostles, and they kept on passing it down faithfully. And our job is to, as elders and as teachers in the body, is to take that testimony and make sure that the body can then pass it down to the next generation, pass it on to those who don't know Christ yet um, mm-hmm. well and properly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it calls for clarity of communication about what we're about so that people know these are the things we actually believe. This is the thing. These are the things we teach. There may be lots of things going on that are ancillary or side issues. We want to be clear about what is the main thing, what is secondary. Um, That helps us knowing, you know, what are we actually about when you know when it comes down to yeah. you know what are we going to spend our time on spend our energy on again back to kind of this time yeah. energy values that our culture does but it, it's helpful right. to have clear and concise communication when that's the case because we don't want to waste our time you know dealing with things that don't provide lasting eternal value right yep <clears throat> and some of that i think could still be somewhat muddy mm-hmm. for our church sure. um hopefully that's due to the fact that we as elders are seeking to be um extensively prudent and patient, patient mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. in the communication of things uh i'm still relatively new here sure. and i've been blessed with a wonderful team of elders and helpers and uh we've been laboring along for about a year and a half now, examining the church's documents, testing the building blocks with an open Bible, um, in many cases dreaming and hoping and praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't come around quite yet to the point of presentation and uh, and just membership affirmation. Right. So <clears throat> some things. What's that? We have it on, we have it on the calendar. That's right. And, and it's one of the reasons is... This a is point our prayer. of prayer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so some things, vision, mission, values, belief, covenant, and these kinds of things are not as clear as we want them to be at the level of the church moving forward. I think they're very clear with us, uh, but we're wanting to, again, just uh, communicate them clearly uh, in a way to the church that is winsome, patient, um, humble, and ultimately unifying for the body. Yeah. And, and instructive for those who yeah. are wanting to know whether this is the body they want to commit to. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. So let me just repeat those quickly, and then I will get final thoughts from you, brother. Okay. Uh, again, pray that we'd love to gather together on the Lord's Day. Pray that we'd love one another by majoring in hospitality. Pray that we'd receive grace not just to pursue families, but to reach them and see them come into this church family. Pray that we'd receive grace for our attempts to develop the men of our church into men of God and pray that we'd have clarity of vision and communication for leading the church forward as one church for Jesus in this greater Clemson community and beyond it. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts, brother? Yeah. Yeah. The final thought is just really about prayer and our expectancy, Um, our alert watchfulness. Um, I could put it in in two different things. One is that it is totally proper, appropriate for us to pray for God to vindicate us, Mm -hmm. um, for God to rescue us Mm -hmm. um, as we need it. Again, we're dependent on God. And so 
rooting our prayer in a, you know, this world is not our home. Things are not right here. We need God to show up, to comfort us in the midst of it. These are valid things to be praying for as a body. They kind of play into all of these things that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this God showing up, God being the one who vindicates and, and says, you were right to, to, to sacrifice, to suffer for me. We, we need that in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of a second thing on that is then uh, we see repeated through the letters we see in Jesus is this idea of sending out laborers. Um, so our prayers are not just make us a really strong body who loves each other and gets along, as good as that is, but it is really that we're raising up people who feel God's call to be sent um, and who recognize just from their discipleship in our body that God is calling them to, to, to go. Um, and so that being an aspect of our prayers as, as we consider is not only God send them, but God, are you sending me? And in what way does that look like? Maybe it doesn't look like, you know, ministry like a missionary to Africa. Maybe it looks something more, you know, in your work. But being open to that call um, as you pray mm-hmm. this summer, that that's I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have a general excitement yeah. uh, about, you know, just coming back to this in August mm-hmm. and seeing what the Lord has done for his glory. Thanks, brother. Yeah.